Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, it's Trent here, and it is wonderful to have your company today for episode 284. This week on the show, it's news, 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 and a news galore extravaganza. Then we jump into a recap on the Adelaide Comic and Toy Fair 2022. Joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Ben. G'day, g'day. Scotty. Hello there. And Frank. Hello, hello. And it's a bonanza. There's only one way to describe it, a news bonanza. Bonanza. We're not even going to play the theme song. We don't have time to play the theme song. Let's just get absolutely straight into it. Because of the way our episodes ended up, we missed Hasbro PulseCon, and then like three days later, it was New York Comic Con. Mm. So there is tons to get to. Definitely. Ben, take it away. Kicking it off, we've got NECA announces they are partnering with Walmart to launch a revolutionary collectible platform featuring limited edition figures, and they are the black and white shredder, uh, uh, you know, comic book accurate foot uh, soldier, and uh, comic book Mirage Renate. So we obviously the they've blue. already released the uh, her in, in the maroon, the yep. you know, reddish maroon uh, look, and now we finally get the comic book accurate uh, version. So this is. You know, a little bit sour, I think, you know, mm. releasing it that way, but, yeah, you know, each to their own. Um, so this black and white, you know, Shredder and the Foot Soldier will go perfect with those black and white uh, yeah. four turtles that came out 10 plus years ago, maybe 15 years ago or something. Uh, but it's, it's it's an exact repaint of what we got from the um, four pack of Foot Soldiers, of, uh, you know, Foot Clan. Yep. And pack. also the, the Loot Crate one. The Loot Crate well. one. Yeah. So the blue and black one. So mm. it's exactly the same as that. And it sounds like they're putting this auto T imagery pop culture thing. I don't understand. I think, but is this the NFT thing again? Yeah, like yeah something. Yeah, yeah, something exactly. like that. So they're trying to lure those, you know, basketball card traders or something. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but it, it just doesn't doesn't sit right with me. Uh, I was talking to Dirty Uncle Mitch the other night, and he was talking about Hot Wheels do it and stuff like that. So everyone's trying to get in uh, to the you it know. It just the seems new... really weird in a, in a hobby that is all about the physical object, yeah. and having yep. it in your hands, that they're doing this digital thing. Like yep. I, and you know, if you, if you do the research into NFTs, the whole market on them is just crashing and and falling. I feel like the toy industry is about a year too late. So on true this, on this so craze. True. Anyway. So yeah, these are kind of coming out uh, to the Auto T style starts October sixth, and it goes nationwide October fifteenth. So look out for those. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be f- physical representations in store or online only, but it'll be through Walmart.com. Uh, good luck for those that uh, have to hunt them down, and it'll be interesting to see how what else comes out in this line yeah. in the future. This is the Renee I, I want. This uh, yeah, I was going to say yeah. yeah. And, yep, uh, yep. yeah, I mean, it's just eBay for me or if there's someone that can snag one in the US. But very disappointing they did it this way around. I mean, that, I'm feeling a little bit annoyed. It's hard enough to collect modern toys in Australia without this sort of business 
and uh, you know for for a character that I've wanted for sort of 25 years very very disappointing but I'm going to get her one way or another and nice. if I have to pay 150 bucks then that's what I have to pay Ooh, and Ben, you in on that shredder? No, un- actually, no. Really? No, I don't have those black and white uh, uh, turtles that you've got, and yeah. I admire them in yours. I think your collection would they would suit really well. They would, yeah. But I just feel like I've already got the coloured Mirage one. I've got the black and blue one from Loot Crate. I really this one just doesn't speak to me in the black and white. And I mean, um, it seems to be a pattern with Necker. They've done what, how many repaints of Super Shredder did we get? Three, like three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is number uh, three for that. But mold. see, I could get them, and and I had avenues to yeah, get them. This easy. one, I think it's going to be a little bit harder. And as Trent said, 150 bucks. These figures are just going up to that uh, threshold that I'm not willing to pay yeah. uh, anymore. So, sorry. No, pass. <laughs> All right. Let's move it on to Hasbro Pulse Con. There was a lot of good stuff that dropped there. We're going to start with my favorite Marvel Legends. Um, and there was a few surprises in this. There was actually, uh, I think, a guy on Instagram who apparently leaked uh, a whole bunch of their stuff uh, sort of a few weeks earlier. And thankfully, he wasn't 100% on the money because there was some genuine surprises on here. Um, we get a modular Iron Man with complete with plasma cannon. So if you think Marvel vs. Capcom 2, uh, where he's got that plasma cannon that is just redi- you know, shouldn't what? be able to lift it. It's it's a super like uh, hyper. Once you've filled <laughs> yeah. out the, the your the bars, um, yeah, yeah the bars, you get to uh, unlock move. this. Yeah. And I I love this. It I, I so played cool. these games yeah. to death. These were like you know you play. Tekken or Street Fighter and it might be a five hit combo and things you play these games and you're having an epileptic fit because you get (laughs) a 300 hit combo the colours and the you get an on screen character jump in as well to help you out to help lift that huge you know cannon and it's just I love these games and and to have these sort of effect in toy form is fantastic so yeah. this gets a huge thumbs up in my book I think so it just needs come... a bigger blast effect the blast is too small <laughs> yeah true <laughs> so true <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. This little idiot. Yeah, just, yeah. This, just this solid like I think like a, a toilet paper's tube like yeah. uh, size effect yeah. going straight out of it yeah, yeah. 3D printers are uh, <laughs> going to have a field day yeah, yeah so uh, that's cool it actually almost comes in two boxes you get a regular sort of I think Marvel Legends box for your Iron Man, and then there's a second box that literally has all the the blaster and all the rest of it. Very very cool. That was a nice nice surprise. We got some regular figures as well, some that people have been clamoring for for a while. We get Moonstone, which previously was only available in like some crazy exclusive set. We get Orb, who if you know what um, what's the Masters figure that looks like him? He's got a optic. giant optic. Thank yep. you. Yep. Basically, that's what it is. A giant eyeball for a head. I know nothing about that character. But he looks so cool. I, like, want, I him. want him. Yeah. I, I want, like, yeah, yeah. I, I think this guy's going to appeal to a lot of people. Yep, absolutely. We get uh, Molecule Man in his classic green and gold uh, suit. We get What If Gamora. If you, Those who have seen the What If show, Gamora at one point dons Thanos' armor and has his dual-sided blade, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we get Strife, which has uh, been on, long on people's list. That was uh, that was a builder figure from, correct me if I'm wrong, Trent, 2015 or something. I think he there. got a, a regular release from memory in that really, really hard-to-get wave of five It's a Toys R Us exclusive, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. And I paid... I reckon I paid about a grand for that wave. Oh, wow. wow. So, yeah, I'm glad he's available, you know, to get now because that was very, very hard to come by. 
Yep, exactly. So uh, we also got some teasers of stuff coming next year. We're getting more. They're delving back into the yellow and blue X-Men. So you can expect, guess what? Another Wolverine. We're getting Storm in the yellow and blue. We're getting Banshee in the yellow and blue, which kind of pissed off the community because the regular Banshee figure, the first one that Hasbro did, goes back to 2015, I think, when Hasbro took over the license. And it's pretty horrific. You know, Banshee is normally in his, what, the golden, golden yellow, I think, is his traditional, uh, green and green and gold, I think, is his traditional colours. And so they're going, well, this is going to get repainted in about six months into the Banshee that everybody's looking for. Um, they're doing a lot more retro-carded figures as well. We get Longshot, which previously was only available with that uh, Mojo box set. Uh, so he's getting his own. These are all on the lovely sort of Toy Biz S card. We get Multiple Man uh, in his... Oh, Multiple Man's the green. Anyway, I've mixed up Multiple Man and Molecule Man, but that's okay. They're all something men. Um, we're <laughs> getting X-Men. X-Men, <laughs> exactly. We're getting Dark Phoenix. Uh, these, these, A lot of these are done with the pinless technology as well, so they stand out a bit from some of the earlier releases. We're getting Avalanche, which is one that people have requested for a long time, and we're getting a new Spiral as well, which, again, I think that one dates back to the Toy Biz era as far as the last time... That one has received a figure in the Legends line. Uh, they also showed off what is going to be the final um, Toon-accurate um, figure from the X-Men. So this is Cyclops with that sort of two-tone paint thing. They're now saying, look, the, and it comes in that wonderful VHS packaging. They're now going to shift to Spider-Man and do some of the animated oh, um, stuff with that. So look, largely repaints as we've discussed, but you know, there's some cool possibilities when you start thinking of that real 90s, uh, you know, Spider-Man TV show. Yeah, no, very, very cool. Hey, another bit of cool news from Hasbro PulseCon is the upcoming Indiana Jones figures. Now, oh. quick history lesson on Indiana Jones. Kenner had the license back in the day and they did Raiders of the Lost Ark figures and a few little play sets as well. There was the horse and I think the uh, the truck as well from that pivotal sequence where Indy goes underneath the truck in that beautiful stunt work. Now, they had ported a lot of the bucks for Indy from the Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid action figure line. That's right. And they suffered very badly from some very poor joints. I think the fingers would crack off on those vintage figures. Fast forward to Temple of Doom and LJN picked up the license Last Crusade, no toys until we got Crystal Skull and they retrocon some of those sort of very iffy three and three quarter inch figures into the line. <laughs> we can erase those horrible flavors from our mouth with Hasbro's <laughs> latest reveals. We're getting two lines. We're getting the six inch Think Marvel Legends, Think Star Wars Black Series style of figures. We're getting a Raiders of the Lost Ark line. And we're also getting reproductions of those vintage Kenner-inspired uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark figures mm. with Indy and super strong thumbs this time. No breakages <laughs> there. It looks like they've got action features as well. Is that correct? Yep, I believe That's so. That's beautiful. I think you well might done. have like a quick draw action that you can also yeah. use as yep. a whipping. These are really, really close to the original figures. They're almost... In improvements in a way they've got yeah. that vintage card art with the photograph next to it and that yellow kind of packaging um 
really, really cool to see them going back and doing this. They did this with the retro Star Wars line and, and redid some of the figures. I'm just so glad because these, these, this is a gap in my collection, these retro indie figures. And conceivably, they're going to then go on and do uh, Temple of Doom. And my favorite film in the franchise, Raiders of the Lost, uh, Last Crusade. So I, I can't wait to see them all done in this style. But let's touch on the six-inch figures because these are really cool. I think a lot of people have wanted that melting face tot for a long <laughs> yes. time. And here yes. is the line to do it, right? <laughs> like it's a famous sequence from the film where he opens up the Ark of the Covenant and there's a bit of face melting going on when you look and tot. I think they use some sort of wax candle sped up or something to yeah. uh, to melt away. So you're getting alternate, alternate yeah. wax-faced yeah. melting action. We're getting indie. And we also get Marion Ravenwood, Belloc, and Salah. Get them all, and they come with a Build-A Ark of the Covenant. That's not all, though. There is a prop replica happening as well. It is the staff that Indy uses in the uh, the room, so cool. basically, and then he sets staff it up and the sun shines in on the staff, and it points to the direction of the Ark of the Covenant. Um, I think these are being offered uh, online. Is that how they're being, being so sold? I think, I think only um, Indy and Tot are available to sort of order now. Yep, yep. Um, or showing up at sort of retailers. Uh, Marion Ravenwood and the others are available going to be early next year. Um, and, yeah, I don't know about the three and three quarter, but that's that staff of Ra... It's interesting. You look at the base it comes with. There's there's four possible little like uh, holes you can actually put it in. So there's different, but it only lights up when it's in ah, the correct one, which is cool. exactly like the movie. And I just go, you know what? A lot of the role play stuff, you you think Ghostbusters or, or lightsabers or any of this sort of stuff. I just go, ah, whatever. This is really cool. That's speaking to you. It is yeah, honestly. Yeah. I, uh, the figures, and we've touched on this previously, where you go, love Indiana Jones, love those movies. Do I need a plastic representation of them? But that headpiece of Ra, if I just had that on a shelf on its own, there's only very few people, and Trent's obviously one of them, who would walk in, see that, and just go, I know exactly what that is, and that's so freaking cool. Like, it lights up. It's got an LED that nice. lights up only yep. when it's in the correct spot. Love it. Very, very cool. Hey, something else that's really cool is the new Disney Plus television series, Andor. I'm loving that at the moment. I'm not sure. I haven't really looked at reviews so there might be a backlash, typical in the Star Wars universe. But <laughs> tying into that uh, limited series is some action figures from Black Series, um, which is which is pretty cool. So we are getting some of the core characters from that line. We are obviously getting a new Cassian figure. There's also Mon Mothma. Um, who I think is fantastic in the show. I'm really loving her, seeing a bit more of her in that. And then um, there's the, uh, what, what is he, the guy from Thor, the the scientist? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yep, I know the guy. I can't think of his name, but he's the, yeah. The, he's like a... He's Jane's partner, and he's yes. the, almost her, the yep. father figure. Yeah, yeah he's yep. fantastic. He's great in this as well. I think his name is Luthen Rail. He's getting a figure. And then there's a couple of the rebels that help out on the mission. 
and we're getting a Bix Kaleen figure as well. We're also getting uh, the Axe Wolves from the Mandalorian. So he's the guy that hangs around with the other Mandalorians in his full Mandalorian getup. He's looking very cool. And then they're doing the kind of like a lot of repaints on the retro packaging. So we're getting uh, things like the Lando Calrissian in his skiff guard. We're getting the Han Solo now with his indoor trench coat as well as a, um, I think, a Princess Leia in her sort of speeder bike outfit. But the one new figure that I spotted that isn't a repaint is the Wicket Ewok, who yeah. probably isn't very good value for 45 bucks Australian, <laughs> but he's probably, you know, half the size of a regular figure. But he looks really cool. I think the Ewoks are looking very nice in this line. Um, they'll all come on Return of the Jedi-inspired retro card art, which looks very, very nice indeed. There's a whole heap of other stuff in the Star Wars universe, um, including a lot of figures in the three and three quarter inch vintage collection line. Um, I think we're getting closer on the um, the throne room from the Mandalorian mm. um, and, and various other figures, but we probably don't have time to go through them all. But if you're into Star Wars, a lot of interesting things coming. I think we also got a tease in the vintage collection line of a Return of the Jedi Darth Vader with the removable helmet with the sort of Sebastian Shaw battle-damaged head. I think that'll be a a fan favourite in that line. So can I can I also call out the uh, Halloween special Star Wars two, oh, the two figures? To? I hor- like them. They're I, horrible. I, I like them. Oh. So you got like this Chewbacca looking character, like yeah. Black Sabath or whatever his name is, yeah. but he's like done as a werewolf and he's got little ears and stuff. So that, I I like that as a horror fan. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> and then you've got a sort of a, a stormtrooper, Darth Trooper, whatever you want yeah. to call him, all in black, and then he's sort of got like a Scareglow esque uh, painted skeleton <laughs> on. On his armor suit, and I, I think that glows in the dark. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's very green that yes, um, yep. imagery and things. And then they've got like a porg done as a, a vampire bat type thing. <laughs> just... And like from a horror fan, I think they've really missed the mark uh, on the Christmas special ones. You know, like yeah. very much like the He-Man. You know, here's a candy cane sword. Here's a hat. Um, Christmas Santa hat. There you go. Every every Star Wars fan's guaranteed to buy one of them, aren't they? <laughs> and and they sort of missed the mark a little bit because it was very um, cheesy. I thought mm. these they've actually tried, and and okay. I I think they don't. the The problem is the price, though. You know, they come in those closed boxes. I saw them in Zing the other day. Yeah, so okay. uh, they come in the closed box, so you can't actually see it. The imagery of the artwork on the front is really cool, but it's not the figure. The figure. It's not a exactly. photo yeah. of the figure inside. So I'm hesitant to pay $75 or whatever Oof. for them. Uh, but like I, from out and outside of looking in, I think they're very cool. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Star Wars, what are you doing? <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to circle back to uh, Marvel Legends. There was a bit of an update that's come out of New York Comic Con, which we are going to get into next. But we're talking the HasLabs Ghost Rider project. Now, this is a reveal for... We we heard earlier that Mephisto was one of the stretch goals. That has now been pushed out to like the tier two stretch goal where they're looking for 12,000 backers to get to that. In the place of the first stretch goal is Madeline Pryor, a.k.a. the Goblin Queen. Now, for those who don't know, she's pretty much an evil clone of Jean Grey. Um, she does have similar power sets, but also uses sorcery as well. And 
you guessed it, summons a lot of goblins and stuff. So if you kind of think the um, what we got with the Hellfire uh, box set, where she's uh, looking quite fetching in a in a black outfit, um, that's almost what we get here. The cape is looking pretty cool. I love the cape. Yeah, yeah that's but, really cool. Yeah, she comes with her usual alternate hand. She's got a, a skull that she holds for some reason. Very Macbeth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, she's going to be the 10,000 backer unlock. So tier one as part of that campaign where, of, where are they where are they on, on this uh, now, on this campaign that's no, a no. very good question because we know they, they've had some issues with um, you know the figure that, the human version of Robbie yep. that sort of got uh, turned away um, they're looking for 9,000 for it to reach funding uh, as of this recording it is 5,148 and how long until they've got left uh, 16 days so Ooh. I believe we're more than halfway through yeah. What do we think, Trent? I don't like their chances. I think this is one of those yeah. cases that as it gets closer, people actually start pulling out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get that momentum. You really need to hit. I think right now they needed to have hit the baseline oh, certainly have, to get yeah. that momentum to then start hitting the stretch goals. If people don't think they're going to get to the stretch goals, this thing's not going to green light because I think yep. the, the, the psychology of people is it's only worth that money if you hit all the stretch goals. Every Otherwise, couldn't agree more. Yep. Agree. it's too expensive. Yep. Correct. Agree. Correct. And yeah, some of the community have sort of backlashed a bit, just going, well, I don't think if you look at the comic history, Madeline Pryor and Ghost Rider have never actually interacted oh, whatsoever. Yep. So that wasn't a very good choice. Yeah, on... I, they, they, went, they came at it from the whole, um, oh, the, the stretch goals and the additional figures are going to be demonic themed because Ghost Rider you know makes a deal with the devil blah 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 Mephisto that makes perfect sense we'll give that one a tick Madeline Pryor she's traditionally an X-Men villain so very little crossover with Ghost Rider particularly this version of Ghost Rider in Robbie Reyes so I don't know it's I'm wondering if there's a third tier I mean we've joked about it but give us a Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider and I think that's about the only thing they've got left yep. to possibly turn it around yep yeah. Interesting. Okay, speaking of interesting things, Nacelle Company have finally released images of their Sectors line. So previously we've seen renders, and now mm. we actually see the figures in uh, sort of, you know, uh, high-res images of them at one of the cons. Uh, so these will go up uh, for pre-order very soon. They've, um, this is obviously Prince uh, Daikon and uh, the previously unreleased Sterella, which uh, she was, you know, one of those characters that's in all the comic books, all the, you know, the TV series, yep. but never actually got a figure. And she looks fantastic. And Prince Dargon is very uh, cartoon accurate, sort of uh, his um, imagery is toned down a little bit instead of uh, looking like the toy. So that's really cool. I believe these will fit in line with your toys. So that's, you know, a bit of a uh, an incentive. Um, and then Wave 2 was announced just recently and at, uh, from Pop Insider, and they will contain General Spidrax, one of the coolest villains you'll ever see. Uh, no imagery on him yet, but he's just a name to go with the, um, you know, the character name. Mm-hmm. And uh, I dare say he's going to look like uh, Prince Dargon, very comic book-esque. Yep. So instead of that really uh, shiny look, purple look, he'll be very dull and Tone things, down. which is yep. pretty cool. But the one I'm really excited for is the um, unreleased Bandor. And he looks like sort of a snake lizard character, all in green, very uh, scaly and things like that. And that's going to be my... Oh, wait. You didn't, tell, you didn't uh, give me any sorry. warning. Give me any warning. Wait, please hold. 
Um, Technical difficulties. <laughs> shut up and take my money. Yeah, that's going to be my shut up and take my money for uh, tonight. Nice. Uh, yeah, as long as these scale in with the old ones and things, I'm a b- big, you know, uh, guy with the snake looking characters. I love sure. my snake men in uh, Masters and things. And this guy just screams super villain. Like, I just think he's so cool. Uh, being unreleased and things like that, you know, uh, obviously you pay, you know, a mint for him um, on the secondary market and this will be at an obtainable price. So, uh, yeah, that'll be cool to uh, sort of flex out my Sector's toy line and um, keep that line going. I'm not sure. I don't think these guys include little, you know, insects or anything. Um, and I don't know the prices of these. So, um, yeah. They do have weapons, though. They seem to come of with course. swords and shields and yep. their guns and, like, harnesses as well. Yes, yeah. So, uh, harnesses around their uh, chests and, uh, you know, waist and things, uh, which is very symbolic to the Sectors. Sectors are one of those, like, Ninja Turtles. They come with more weapons than they can hold. Mm. So, that's where the uh, harnesses and things come in handy because usually you can fit them all onto their, um, you know, around their body and things, which is really cool. Comes with a, a band or especially comes with a shield and he's got a sort of a big sword dagger thing uh, sitting on his side. Uh, I can't wait. I'm yeah. genuinely excited about this. Looking at these pictures, are these, they don't seem to have articulation. Is that just because no, they're no, prototypes? The, no, the, so the ones on the left is the uh, imagery from uh, the New York Comic Con where yep. Nacelle was. And I think it's really clever. They, they've got um, arm articulation, mm-hmm. no elbow articulation, no um, hand articulation. But then they've got leg articulation up at the thigh, up at the sort of, um, to, what do you call it? The, the, the groin, yep. the groin. Yep. And then they've got knee articulation as well as head articulation. So they're in that, that sort of seven points of articulation, okay. just like the vintage ones. So it's to be like the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah because, yeah, yep. yeah, just like the vintage ones, but they're actually better articulated than a master's figure. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, um, that makes sense. They've got and, knees, yep. Yeah, they've got knees and things, and they, they can, they've got more ability to... Uh, butterfly you know they can lift their arms up and things rather than just go you know yep. forward and, and backwards yep. and i dare say these um new ones will be exactly the same and i like that i don't want you know sometimes trent's always said too much articulation can take away from the figure yep. if these are going to fall in line with my vintage looking ones you i want, want them, them to be hyper. i don't want them hyper yeah. detailed so yep. yeah perfect all right, uh, going on to NECA now, and they had a couple of Turtles reveals, so we'll start with the lesser of the two um, in uh, <laughs> our good friend Donatello. This is rounding out their Universal Monsters uh, crossover figures. Um, Donatello, as has sort of been teased by various sort of shadowy pictures, uh, is a homage to the classic 1933 film The Invisible Man. Um, I think in the vintage one, Mikey was the yep, Invisible correct. Man. Yep. Um, so yeah, this is in that seven-inch scale. Um, comes with alternate heads. He, the, I will say the coolest part is he comes with a translucent shell. Yes. Yep. And and you can see there's like slices of pizza and stuff floating in around in in the shell. That's yeah. that's brilliant. That that that's pretty good. He's got a, it comes with a, obviously a hat. You think the Invisible Man has got the bandages across his face and the goggles. Um. Yeah, he's got some also swap out feet and hands that are that translucent plast- plastic. So it's like the bandages have come off, and you can you can sort of see that. Um, a whole bunch of different accessories as we expect from NECA. Um, the alternate the alternate head you can see right through, so it's hollow. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. So that alternate head is just hollow. So that's yeah. just bandages wrapped around a hollow 
you, so when you look through the eyeballs, you'll be able to see the back the of the back. Yeah. Um, okay. inside of All the right. All right. Yeah, head. I mean, I, I will say, like, you, you take it, you put a different head sculpt on this, and you it's almost just a a regular horror figure like the other ones you think of the leo and the raf and all that they're clearly turtles and, and it's all mucky mutated this just feels a little bit muted to me to in the colors I, I would have liked to have seen you know like the goggles for example you make the goggles purple highlights to sort of emphasize right. that real or, the head sculpt part of it you don't think they're mirrored or something what do you mean like the goggles, the the lens mirrored uh, or something. Maybe, maybe, I just meant more like the the actual housing. Of oh, the, the I goggles. see. Make, okay, make yep, that purple. Yep. They've yep. done the purple representation with his sort of you know his his undershirt basically, um, which would so for me you know turtles are known for that those zany colours and stuff. This just feels a, a little bit a little bit muted overall. But you know if you want a, a John Cena on your shelf because you can't see him, um, by all means feel free to <laughs> pick up a Donatello. <laughs> Ben, take us through this other reveal, though, because this one is awesome. So, yeah, we've got the Universal Monsters, uh, Casey Jones, and he is was part of the 31 Nights of Fright uh, from NECA, and uh, he is sort of a Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, and he comes with a Very couple clever. of alternate heads. Yeah. yeah, so he's got one where the a mask is sort of, instead of it being half and half, it's sort of broken, yep. in, in, and that is the way they depict the um, half and half. He, and then they've got the alternate head is a full mask a suit, uh, one that he's very known for. He's got a, the whole regal of the Phantom of the Opera, the you know the nice uh, evening wear yep. uh, suit the type cloak. thing. Yep. But then he's got his uh, typical uh, knee pads and things, and his socks pulled up to his knees, and then uh, sports boots on and things, <sighs> and gloves and stuff, which yep. like suit the uh, regal outfit but yeah. also you can tell they're hockey gloves or yeah. something yeah. at the same time and he he is quite nightmarish like he is uh not someone you'd want to meet in the uh dark alley or whatever and he is a bit of a tease i don't have any um images of what he comes with uh as yet yeah uh but um i think he is a uh, very cool yin and yang for the april o'neill uh and now we get yep. casey and um, here's fingers crossed for Shredder in one shape, way, <laughs> shape or form. Yeah, no, very, very cool indeed. Hey, it wouldn't be a episode of any news show without talking about the Todd. <laughs> and and, the, and the, Ben, I think you've written the, the headline here, McFarlane goes ballistic. And so this is another level of re- <laughs> reveals. Um, now, this is good. I, I'm going to break it down kind of because, you know, a bit of confusion around page punches. Page punches started out these two-inch figures, but there is also a seven-inch page punches line. Mm-hmm. Starting off, though, with the seven-inch ultra-articulated action figures, which are looking very cool. couple of standouts for me. We're getting the Nightfall Catwoman. This is the, you know, like almost thigh-high boots that she's in with the long flowing curly hair and the very uh, purple outfit so she comes with the whip and we're also getting sort of the counter to that the batman from that universe as well in the blue and gray with the big yellow utility belt and the massive black bat signal on his chest a couple of other notable figures looks like we're getting a Superboy in there and what looks like either i don't know if he's eradicator or cyborg superman or some meshing of the two but it's basically that sort of very 90s looking superman with the cape and a lot of black on him. There's also Mr. Freeze and a Joker with some very fluorescent, bright green hair. 
And then one character I'm not familiar with, which is like a yellow Batman. Anyone know who he is? It's the the signal, I think, where okay. it's almost like the the bat signal personified has become a, a, a an entity, I believe. Of course, because okay. when you're digging for new characters, making a character out of the bat signal <laughs> makes perfect sense. Batmobile, the character, <laughs> yeah, coming yeah. soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got to say, that, that Catwoman is my personal favourite Catwoman of all time, yep. just quietly, and also for reasons. And um, <laughs> and that cape on that cyborg Superman or Eradicate or whatever you, whatever it is, we're not sure, but that cape looks mental. Like yep. It almost looks like it's wired it's or it's swooping, got something yeah. in it to give it a Todd, real flow Todd effect. Todd loves a good swooping oh. cape effect. I mean, we <laughs> saw it on that, that you know special Batman with... Uh, that come where he literally needed a stand yeah. to hold this yeah, massive two, spawn. It. Yeah, year yeah. two, that's the one. Um, yeah, so I'm not surprised that he's got these a lot of different... I suspect it's just sort of cast plastic. Well, uh, but, but it's also, nice to see on yeah. variety instead yeah. of a bunch of just straight up and yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Even, even the Batman, can't, that cape looks wicked as well. Real, real A character in itself uh, as well, so yeah. A couple of digital renders now. So these are in the Page Punches 7-inch line, and it's an Aquaman-centric wave, but these look really cool. Sometimes Aquaman can look a little bit iffy, but this guy looks absolutely tough. We get Aquaman. He's got the bearded, you know, that big, bushy kind of bearded version and a really cool shoulder pauldron atop an orange and green suit of armor. Black. He's almost missing his claw hand. Yeah, I feel, I feel that's, I, that would come. Yeah, that that yeah. I wonder if that's going to be a pack in or not. Yep, because yep. This, that'd be a good alternate hand. Yeah, oh, yeah. make perfect sense. And um, a very nice looking black manta as well. He's looking kind of very military, uh, very realistic. I know the movie kind of lent into the comic book look with the really oversized helmet. This is kind of yeah a very more realistic version. There's an, an ocean master who looks very, very cool as well. And an Aqualad who I think he looks kind of hardcore. Um, yep. I, I do like that version of, of Aqualad as well. A couple more digital renders. And this is very exciting. Something Darren, I think, would have had the shut up and take my money on. Mm-hmm. It's a, a Todd McFarlane, uh, Christopher Nolan universe of Batman yeah. figures. And we're getting all the main characters in this one. Like all the main uh, villains, I guess. We're getting a, a Batman Begins Batman, a kind of a, a scarecrow in his kind of latest suit, kind of the full kind of um, flowing robes that he's seen in later in on the film. Heath Ledger Joker, a Two-Face with the scarred face, and, of course, everyone's favourite, Bane. I, <laughs> that's impressive. I believe Bane is a builder figure. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 it, this is worth noting as well. In this digital render, Bane is exactly the same height as everybody same else. Scale. Yeah, same yeah. scale height. So that's. A, I hope they can maybe fix that, Beef especially if yep. he is a builder figure. But um, I suppose. I you mean, know, in, ter- in terms of height, he, him and uh, you think um, who was the actor again? Tom Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy and yeah. Christian Bale are probably like the same thing. But you want him. You want to just expand him yes. both ways. Yep. Just he's got to be thick. Yeah, definitely. So, no, they're very cool. And the last thing from the Todd, which I'm super excited about, is the continuation of the Retro Superpowers line with a twist. It's he's, you know, he's not just doing straight up uh, <laughs> sort of repaints or continuations. We're getting a Nightwing. Super, super cool. He comes with his battens um, and he's sort of black and blue with a blue mask. A Wonder Woman who kind of sports the cape. She uh, has sort of the... 
um, I don't know. It's got, got the trunks the from the seventies, yeah, but it's, but it's looks, a Carter look, isn't it? yeah, yeah, but but sort of looks a bit more modernised. It's a it's a mashup yep. uh, of Wonder Woman. I, I don't know where he's got inspiration for that from, but it looks good. But, it, it, but it's, good. it's definitely not just a redo of the sort of the vintage no superpowers. No, it, she's it's more like, yeah, exactly different. Yeah, yeah, she's more uh, pronounced, I, I, I say, than uh, the original Superpowers one. Yep. The Superpowers one had more of a bikini line yes. than this one did. Yeah. Yep, yep. And the final one of that wave is Deathstroke coming with a sword. Again, looking, he kind of looks, you know, I mean, he's definitely got that kind of 70s Kirby vibe to him, but he does sort of, sort of look like he's been modernised a little bit as well. They're all coming... In spring 2023 US, so autumn over here. Um, it's a lot. Uh, very cool. I'm glad he's continuing the Superpowers line because that is uh, a very fun little line. Some inexpensive figures to give you that real nostalgia hit. 100%. And the card art alone is worth uh, seeking them out. So, yeah. All right, moving over to the Four Horsemen. We think they have lost their head. They have released <laughs> the Figma Obscure figure. The Four Horsemen Studios have emerged and uh, released what I call one of the coolest figures for their namesake, and it is, of course, the Headless Horseman. <laughs> and this went up uh, sort of, you know, in line with uh, celebrating Halloween and stuff like that. It went up for $120, and uh, it is a phenomenal design. They've already um, locked in their horses and things with Mythic Legions and yeah. things, and they're getting huge praise for that. So it's a beautiful rendition of a black horse with uh, red eyes and things, uh, you know, and it alternate like mane and things. You can take off the mane to oh. uh, from a you know a standing position, to sort of like sitting flow, down, flowing hair. to to one that's running and How then it's uh, you know flowing Honestly. in the wind. Like oh. that is uh, that is the quality that you can expect from the four horsemen. Uh, then of course you've got the traditional pumpkin head that goes on the headless horseman that can be attached or taken off and held uh it's got a flame effect that you can add to the pumpkin head he comes with a huge sword as the headless horseman is known for i believe the uh cape has wire in it to really get a um you know flowing effect and things of course the uh, headless horseman can be mounted onto the horse or stand by it uh shipping um on this uh, item is being guaranteed to get to you by you know if you're in the states and things sure. um, for Halloween for before Halloween for all the um you know people out there to get excited about and t and celebrate uh, it was $120 there was a two person limit and of course it has uh, been and gone Good. the window has already left and um, yeah that was all from storehorseman.com and uh, I think the only thing left on there now is a few t-shirts and things uh, a few decals or whatever mm. uh, but yeah um, you know the four horsemen are just absolutely killing it uh, over there so well done to them I wish I could say this uh, next uh, news segment is also absolutely killing it <laughs> but unfortunately, um, with, with the, when the Super 7 revealed Wave 1 of their Silverhawks line closer to production, we've seen digital renders, someone snuck up on stage and took a dump where two of the figures should have been. <laughs> so we got, uh, we got two pieces of shit and uh, two, two figures. <laughs> What, why are you saying shut up and take my money then? Yeah. <laughs> look, I, look, I've been overly harsh on that, but I, I think you have to... There's, ben, you've been pretty good here to put some side-by-side -side pics of the original digital render of... Um, uh, what's his name? Quicksilver. Quicksilver, Quicksilver right? 
the Quicksilver we were promised we were going to get, and then I don't know what that is next to him. It looks like someone's it's, it's taken the kind diet of like, version. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a Kenner, a Kenner version, and and just painted it with a dull metallic it looks paint like a, and added some a toy ugly torso articulation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Toy Biz era, absolutely. Like, the, the the immediate thing that jumps out of you is that the face sculpt has changed, but the more you look at it, you go, hang on, the chest is is not this broad sort of shouldered thing we were promised. The the waist is actually sort of um, not as shaped. The, even the buckle has become this giant, looks like a fried egg. Um, it's it's different in so many, and by blowing up that waist buckle, it makes it look worse. Yeah, because exactly. it, you know, it. I don't like it. it. It definitely looks like he's had a diet, and um, yeah, you know, uh, he's lost some pounds. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not, and and what really struck me the most is the promises uh, that we this was gonna we're trialing new metallic paint and we're gonna get this beautiful sheen. Yeah. And, um, you know, Raymond Toys put out theirs and it was like you had to wear sunglasses whenever you looked mm. at the um, imagery and things. This one is like a dull grey. Yep. Like, it's not even metallic. And I just hope that maybe these pictures aren't capturing the metallicness. I just hope, you know, mm. giving them, throwing them a bone here, but it is terrible. I'm willing to, um, I've come around about the face because I'm not going to display that face. I'm going to display the helmeted head Fair. face, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So I've come around. I can accept the poor quality and terribleness of this face, but still, it's a it's a different face reaction altogether. He doesn't yeah. have that stern look anymore. Yeah. It's like it's like a blank How expression. Are you? you know, like <laughs> that, there's no, you know, I'm yeah. the boss anymore. It's just the the regular. Grown worker, case. yeah, yeah. It's... And, it, and it's funny because these were famously sculpted. Super Seven did a lot of work with uh, the Four Horsemen yeah. as far as their sculpting yep. and stuff, and that's where that digital render would have come from. Um, I was browsing the was it the Cosmic Cabal, I think it is, which yep. is generally about all the the Cosmic Legions figures and stuff. And somebody put up pretty much this exact picture of the two of them side by side, and just went Four Horsemen. What happened? Now this being a very Four Horsemen centric page some of the actual four horsemen eric from the four horsemen was actually on there and he just went he goes whoa he goes that render we that that sculpting we did that's that's what we submitted to them i'm honestly not sure what happened between that and and production like they you know they do their sculpting they give super seven here it is here's the specs but super seven ultimately have the rights and the ability to change that and i'm sure some of that has to do with tooling etc um yeah, even he and it, the fact that one of the horsemen themselves was very surprised at the difference in you know from A to B just you know kind of speaks volumes of it. Well, that's I mean it's quite a shame, really. I mean, and they probably can't say how they really feel online, other than to point out how much difference okay. there is between yep. the two versions. But when you've sculpted that, when that is your creation, to see how much and how badly it's gone in terms of production, that's not cool. This is, I mean, you know that line, they did a Man of Steel uh, line and they were clearance for like five bucks yeah. at cheapest yeah. chips over here because they were really, the face sculpts were terrible. The, the bodies didn't look right. The, this looks like that. This looks like a $5 yeah. figure, not what I have. I paid $100 for this figure. And, and admittedly, you get the wings, you get the alt heads, you get the hands, you get the falcon. I get that. But it's really disappointing that it's changed that much. Like, you know, I mean, this is... I, I love what Super 7 do, and I think, you know, nine times out of ten, they get it right. This is... I'm surprised they let it get to this level. We know what happened with Chitara, 
they they went back and they said we're not happy we're going to do it again and that chitara we got was not not great mm. i've got that chitara in my collection because it's you know yeah again pre-ordered i have no choice yeah. but that they've got a few a few moments that i think they need to remedy and, and i think this is going to burn a lot of people because it's the model you, you can yeah. only get these really by pre-ordering and if it's going to be that different how many people are going to go well i can't take the risk because this yep. is the, these two quicksilver and and the, the girl uh, uh, monster and and um blady oh, so yep. they they are <laughs> they are fantastic right they, they yeah. got the right size yeah the, yeah, the paint-ups look good um yeah buzzsaw but but I'm I'm absolutely devastated by these. Mm. So much so, I mean, like, I'll get them in my collection, and and you know that's done. But they need to be redone. I mean, that yeah. particularly that Quicksilver. Yeah, that's he's, not good he's enough. He's the main guy. He's the main guy. Yeah, and, that, if that's and, my only uh, Quicksilver, this is this is. I mean, that's well, really bad. Really, really. It's, bad. It's, it's as far as like because it's that like if it was one of the the, the side characters, you could almost go, oh, okay, you know, there's lots of examples of that in lots of different lines where a you know, a second or third tier character gets gets the raw end of the stick. This is the guy yep. of Silverhawks. And to me, you go, this is wave one. No one's got it yet. And it kind of feels like the death of the line. They yeah. can, yep. they yep. can, you know, you watch the pre-orders pull out from waves three and whatever else they've announced. Well, if you've got pre-orders through Big Bad Toy Store or yeah. something, you can Get easily click a button it. and just um, cancel yeah. it. You and don't and, have and to. what disappoints me, I've seen no comment by Brian. And I don't know if I've just missed it. But I've been looking for some sort of public announcement about this just to say something, something, you know, just explain it or I don't know. An old I know he's been, that I know he's done another figure. Nothing. Yeah, I've seen nothing. And that's really, really disappointing. There have been some interviews he's done with the Fush that I okay. haven't actually gone through. And they do mention they we're going to talk about Silverhawks and the Fush is normally pretty pretty balanced and fair and i suspect they will well, i'm hoping that they they call that out and, and be yeah. interested to see yeah. brian's response because because yeah. to me back to what i said earlier it's like this isn't silver hawks this is gray hawks this is you know <laughs> like like i i just i can't help but feel the yeah. biggest thing for me is the paint job it's just yeah. too yeah. It, it that was the thing that struck me before That's i fair. had a really um you know good look at the face it's the paint job is just too uh, Matt, when when like, Marvel Legends can do a yeah. silver surfer that looks yep. silver, yep. and you can talk about the paint chipping on articulated figures, that that silver surfer is is what that needed to be. That quick yeah. silver, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And and moving on to the next segment, which is the new Super Seven Thundercats wave. I I I would have normally seen these images and just gone, yeah, I'm so excited, I can't wait to pre-order these. I'm now picturing what they're going to look like in production. Like that's uh, what it was, what it's done to me is I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. Thanks for showing me the render, but this is not the figure I'm going to get. Right. And, <laughs> and, and it's put a real dampener on the experience of what should be a, you know, a fun reveal. But having said that some really cool reveals in terms of some more Thundercats figures, we're getting four new figures two of which or three of which had original LJN figures and one that is totally brand new. And that is Willa, Queen of the Warrior Maidens. So she is like a humanoid, a human character uh, dressed in kind of like a, a Tarzan style of... Very Pocahontas. Pocahontas, yeah. yeah that's a yeah. Good, good call. She comes with her quiver and arrow and an alternate smiling face. She's sort of got the flower in the hair and the ponytail off to one side. 
The thing that surprises me now, and I guess it's not totally unexpected though, is that the Retaro is based on the animated look and not the LG, and there is quite a lot of difference yep. between the two. And I suspect this is one that if they go and do that sort of retro LJN line like they've done Wave 1 of, yeah. Rotaro will get some treatment because he is so different. Um, he does look cool. He comes really in like a, a navy blue outfit with orange sleeves and gold trim. Alternate heads. Comes with the uh, iconic daggers with the eyes and some very, very cool glow effects that can be added to that as well i do like his alt face which is kind of like he's got one eye closed and he's looking a bit gnarly so he looks very cool but again digital render my pick of the bunch for this wave is the mongor figure who is like almost like a goat uh, kind of centaur um, very satanic yeah very very demonic satanic looking massive flaming scythe and electric i think he comes with like electric horn additions that can go on his horns alternate head one kind of with this grin and then one with a snarl and his eyes are totally yellow so he is very cool and then everyone's least favorite sidekick of all time (laughs) snarf this is really cool like it's it's probably the best version of snarf we've ever we're ever gonna get yeah if it lives up uh you know to the render three heads in total Kind of like a placid face, uh, a snarling face, and a happy face. But and he comes with like Lino's um, gauntlet hand, uh, the Sword of Omens before it's extended, a handbag, couple of hands. But the coolest accessory is his tail, which is you can interchangeable tail. And he can do that famous standing on his tail because it's got a clear base plate joined to the tail. Mm. So you can give him that, you know, standing on tail all feet in the air kind of expression. I've also seen with Snarf as well, which I think is personally cool, with the uh, really open wide mouth, is you can uh, lay him down on all fours. He can look, you know, like a oh, puppy dog type thing okay. does. Turn and then he up. can hold the, the sword, uh, you know, the dagger of omens in his mouth. Yep. So he can like, he nice. can, you know, look look like a normal character in two legs, like fetching, but also yeah, look like a fours. you know a animal on all fours, which yeah, I think okay. with that neck uh, posability, uh, Ren, you know, that offers a lot of um, options there. So I think that's pretty cool. I, 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 the first thing I think when I see that, as much as, you know, you joke saying, oh, he's the Jar Jar Binks of... He is one of those core characters. If you're getting, you know, the the line, then this is this is necessary in your collection. That said... With the price you pay for these ultimates, I don't see value for money there. Like compared to what you're getting for those other ones, it's you know, kind of the same price. It's yeah. the same price as yeah. He needed to be, you know, ten to fifteen dollars cheaper because honestly, there's just not as much plastic in this figure and scale. Yeah, the scale is yeah, yeah, as well. Um, I'm very curious, like to your point, Trent, that alternate tail, the standing up. That's just a brilliant addition. I'm very curious to see how that holds up over time when you consider that there's going to be one joint and, you know, this little stand holding the weight of that of that entire figure. So, um, yeah, I'll be very curious to see how many times it falls off the shelf. <laughs> mm. More news from Super 7, and this time we have Wave 3 of the Tohu Ultimates, which means, of course... More Godzilla, God, oh goodness. <laughs> this time, Godzilla is accompanied by Destroyer, 
And these are the figures represented of the Godzilla vs. Destroyer figure from the Millennia series. This is sort of the wrap-up film from, from that uh, run of six or seven films. And ultimately, this is where Godzilla meets his demise on the screen. And that's actually represented here in toy form for wow, us. look at that. Both characters are from the final act of the film, and this is where Godzilla has finally reached nuclear meltdown, where his body has reached uh, a balmy 1,200 degrees, <laughs> just like a regular summer's day here in Adelaide. <laughs> and he's actually burning. He, You can see his flesh burning. His bones are exposed. You can see the, the muscle glowing as he's so hot, radiating so much heat and radiation. The flesh is melting off of his body, and it is literally melting down his body the way they sculpted there. Destroyer. Destroyer is a character that harks back to the original Godzilla film. Hmm. In the original film, Godzilla was killed by a device called the Oxygen Destroyer. And what we've got here, we've gone full circle of a series of films, and the Oxygen Destroyer has returned as a kaiju in the form <laughs> of Destroyer. Destroyer takes several forms throughout the film, and this is the final representation that you get. And he well, comes with these original ones, the little, uh, that's, you know, that's like sort of right. uh, crab-like uh, characters. You get a small is, horde was, of, and uh, that was the teaser for Destroyer coming. So, yeah, it was indeed. So Godzilla looks uh, wonderful, of course. He is in his uh, his standard size, but it's Destroyer who's the standout figure here. He is a whopping. 9 inches tall, 14 inches by 14 inches in terms Jeez. of width Jeez. and depth. That's insane. That's He's one big hunk of plastic. That's where yeah. all the snarf dollars are going. <laughs> oh, yes, isn't it just? But he, he you pay a little bit more for, though. Like, uh, normally, Indeed. you know, Godzilla's uh, in the next tier up in prices. So he's $85. And then uh, Destroyer is going to cost you a whopping $110 USD. But from uh, from my point of view... This is phenomenal sculpting. Yes, like, amazing. and they had amazing. these guys on display uh, at the New York Comic Con or whatever in full pointed painted uh, applications and things, and oh, flawless! Yep. Like, absolutely amazing. So, I, I was just complaining about value for money in Super Seven Ultimates. This is the opposite. Yeah. This is amazing. Both of those, both the Godzilla and Destroyer, you just go, oh my god, that's the, so cool. The only thing you've got to complain about is how much shelf space you need oh. to dedicate <laughs> to these two guys because they are going to take a lot. So, Scotty, am I, am I pressing this button? Is that, a, is that a thing? Damn straight you're pressing the button. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Outstanding. So you're going to have to rearrange your whole room to fit these guys. You're worried about Galactus. Oh, I've just finished rearranging for Galactus. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got to go back to square one. <laughs> All right, moving over to NECA. They had their usual uh, thing of a whole bunch of uh, Ninja Turtles display. They had their wonderful diorama pieces that they're famed for. A lot of figures we've already seen uh, before. They showed off some of the uh, Ninja Turtles 2 uh, accessory packs where you can get some of the, uh, I think, Donatello dancing with a mop. Uh, you can recreate that scene complete with apron. Um, but as usual with NECA, they snuck in a few little surprises in their amazing dios. We get the rest of the... Of the um, Bebop and Rocksteady pre-mutation but the rest of their gang basically um, you get the guy who and again a lot of these characters don't have names 
You've got one guy who looks like a, a, a weird postie with his little dapper hat. You've got another guy who looks like he's uh, Gimli from Lord of the Rings, just clean shaven. Well, he's as tall as he is wide. He is. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a ball cool. of a figure. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got a sort of Robocop-looking guy with a, with a mohawk. You've got the... Um, I don't know how to describe a her. Wrestling, uh, girl a wrestling girl. A wrestling girl with yeah. a with a red flat top hair. Yeah. Um, if you know, it's very hard to describe. But you you would have seen these guys in the animation, um, not for very often. You don't. I don't think they're really seen for multiple episodes or anything like that. But very cool that we're going to get those at some point. Um, but probably the coolest one that I know Ben is very excited about. We get uh, Usagi, another Usagi Yojimbo, fi- Yojimbo figure, uh, but he's decked out in his spacesuit armor. 100%. I am loving this. And he comes with this little uh, sidekick uh, dinosaur little dude. Mm-hmm. And it's like a android dinosaur instead of yes. the regular uh, yep. character. Uh, comes with like a little lightsaber katana, which mm-hmm. it looks so cool. I just hope, I hope that it comes with a sphere astronaut uh you know helmet yep. that's the only thing i'm missing uh in this uh you know teaser picture uh but yeah he's a definite get if he comes with all those sort of things because um i think he'll be a long time coming in super seven and yeah. uh, i love myself some uh usagi so i'll um this will have to be my you know stand in until uh super seven get around to it in 2020 you know 30 or whatever <laughs> 2020, so, yeah <laughs> who's the big uh, toad guy no idea. Yeah, he, we've seen him before, I think, but he looks like basically one of the mutant frogs just on steroids, yep. almost like a builder figure sort of size. Um, I, we have seen him, I think, at one of the other cons. I couldn't tell you his name, to be completely honest. I even some of the other ones on the on the top shelf there. Necro really going deep on the uh, the real deep cuts in the animation, um, which sort of surpasses my knowledge in in parts because it's. You know, a show that went for 10, 10 seasons, there's a, a lot of sort of one-shot characters. Um, so, yeah, I don't know is the short answer. Okay. Hey, strap yourselves in, everyone, because we're about to hit Masters of the Universe, and boy, oh boy. Oh it's, boy. It's, a, it's a juggernaut of news <laughs> coming out of Masters. We all knew Eternia, the Eternia place that was coming, but the Kickstarter or crowdfunding through Mattel Creations is now live and they're going for 5,000 backers to get a tournier into production. There are some stretch goals, though, and they're pretty exciting. The first of which is a King Grayscale figure in the Origin style. This one you can get if you order in the first week of the campaign. So get moving on that one. I love that as an incentive. It certainly got me excited. And also, just on that, it's the uh, King Grayskull depicted at, from Revelations. So he Correct. is the darker skin color as opposed to the 2000X where he was, um, you know, a white skin a white color. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, li- I like that diversity. I think there's mm. uh, they needed some more uh, color in the lines. So. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, exactly right. I think he is the definitive King Grayskull moving forward now. Yep, yep. Then if you get to, I think it's uh, 8,000 backers. Yep. Is it 8,000? You get the Moat Monster. Yep. Yep. So a little 3D version of the Moat Monster. He's articulated with his arms and legs. He looks very cool with the big googly eyes. Then the big one, I think, uh, which I got very excited about. I know it's probably not a figure that everyone gets excited about, but... 
It's I think it's Kekla, who's one of the leaders of the ancients. Looks very much like an elder sort of figure. He's got blue robes, a little, you know, hat, white beard, very sorcery or wizardry uh, in his look. And he's got a, I think even some cloth goods um, cape as well. I love the style of his hat. I think it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. And he comes in at 10,000 backers. Um, very, very exciting. This thing is huge. Mm-hmm. 550 bucks US is the price tag. Very, very pricey, but that's not stopping me because I'm oh. doing... Shut up and take my money. That. Nice. I yep, need nice. this bad boy in my collection. I think it's a perfect update of the uh, Attorney playset, and it's my only chance to get a boxed version of this bad boy. Who don't else? Don't, don't, I hang on. Think... Don't you already have an Attorney? Yeah, I, I do have an Attorney. Box. He was very box. clear to say a boxed, <laughs> boxed I want the Attorney. Box. That's how you I, justify it till the end. It's I, not going to take up three foot by four foot. It's staying in the box, sweetheart. <laughs> I personally think the box art on this bo- uh, Have set... Have we seen the box art? No, not yet. Okay. Is going to be phenomenal. Yep. Like, I I am drooling at this... that That's released. Like, that's another tier in itself of the, <laughs> yes, of the box you art. You get the like, box. <laughs> oh, I just... No, but Otherwise, I'll, it just comes in a plastic bag. I'll take no, but I'm I'm so excited for this. I'll take a poster of of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, okay. just yeah. of the artwork. Of the artwork. Yeah, like absolutely. I just I am um yeah chomping at the bit. So well, tell us about Eternia. What do we get? Because this is such a uh, you know awesome set in my opinion. So well, I think Trent's already gone through the tiers. Yep. This being a crowdfunded thing. Yes. We we shouted out the numbers for the Haslab Ghost Rider. Yes. Uh, this has been up for I think three days Correct. as of this recording. Yep. Uh, and I know we looked at that price tag. And went, Oosh, they're aiming for five thousand. As of with still twenty five days to go in the campaign, they have done seventy five percent of that. Oh, three thousand, well three thousand seven hundred and sixty backers. Um, that is huge. So you've got until the tenth of November to get your orders in. Although to get that King Grayskull, I think it's you have to be the first week in the yep. first week, yep. which is coming up real soon. Well, so, you're three days in. By the time this episode drops, it'll be four days in. Yeah, that's it. And then uh, you've got another three days to jump in. But pe- this is where it gets exciting because people, once it gets closer to the mark and it's been activated and it will be made. Yep. That's when people are like, okay, we'll be made. Let's now go yeah, for the 8,000 exactly. backers and let's make uh, Trent happy. Let's get Keklar the Elder yep. and go for the 10 grand. You I know? think you're right. Once it crosses that yep. 5,000 threshold, it'll hit yep. 10,000 P- Because pe- people know it's, it's going to be made. You yep. know, With Ghost Rider, I bet you there's a lot of people just waiting for the other guy to mm. cl- or other girl to click the button to yep. order it to make sure it just gets over that first threshold and then be made. Right now, everyone's just too scared to, oh, no, it's not going to get made attitude. So yeah, Let's do a quick whip around the room. Who is in on Eternia? Now, I was quoted as saying on an earlier episode, I think when this was revealed, that this is my shut up and take your money. Honestly, that price is, is scary. That is, it's five fifty US. It's fifty. They've also tacked on fifty dollars shipping, even in the US. It's two hundred dollars to ship to Australia. Yeah, exactly. However, you do the conversion. If you do a combined order, it's still two hundred dollars shipping, regardless of how many units you order. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. So, do you want to join Trent and I? Are you in on this adventure? <laughs> Oh, now I'm under peer pressure. I feel like I have to look. I'd be, be to Trent's point. 
it's the only opportunity I'm ever going to have. Short of spending five times that amount to try and piece together a vintage one, much that we've heard Ben's story yep. about how long and, and a, a task that was. Um, <sighs> Shut up and take my money. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well done. Peer pressure. Uh, um, th- that's it. Until this comes out in whatever it is, 2023, I'm not buying any other toys because I can't afford them oh, now. Yeah, like, definitely. It's... Uh, yeah, it's gonna. But you're right. Like again, I'm gonna have to rearrange the toy room as to where to put the thing. Yeah, I'm not gonna keep it in the box. Sorry, Trent. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's got to be done. Cool. Well done. <laughs> I want to shout out the most exciting thing I find on this Eternia set. It's the bridges. Yeah. That bridge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, snake. The, the snake yep. tower to Snake Mountain and the bridge. That's, that's the new, is it? That's, that's new. new. That's new. Yep. Okay. So that's always been depicted in sort of cross-sell art or things, but never a, a proper um, plastic, you know, representation. Sure. And now uh, it's coming to fruition. And they haven't, they've just sort of added it in yeah. there. They haven't really... Made, they haven't made a big about deal it. about it. No, mm. no, it's not in any of these promo pics from uh, the Mattel website and things. But I, I personally think that is such a fantastic addition yeah. that really combines all your play sets together. You know, uh, I just think that is amazing. So, you know, bravo to them. I mean, I'd like to see them do a big display with all three connected well, now, just to well, really highlight our next, that. Our next like, thing is talking about Origin Snake Mountain. So you can do that whether you have only collect Origins or you collect, you know, Eternia and you've got the vintage play sets so that, or... that was going to be my question do the bridges work with your vintage play oh, sets but they're, or... they're essentially the same size yeah yeah but I mean like I'm is sure, there I'm some sh- sort of connector piece that only appears on your origins well, because they haven't you know yeah, uh, yeah. highlighted don't it know. we don't know but sure. I'm sure because they're such similar scale I'm mm. sure they're going to be you know quite uh, universal yeah Trent take us through uh, this uh, other play set we're talking about here Oh my goodness! Are we talking about Snake Mountain? <laughs> yep. Far out. Yeah. This this was. I mean, I wasn't expecting this so soon. Um, the uh, we we're obviously getting a Snake Mountain. Couple of couple of things I've noticed straight off the bat with this. So it is very, uh, you know, pays a lot of tribute to the original version, but has some improvements. Um, one of those is there's now a jail cell rather than just sort of the net action. There is actually an enclosed jail cell and they put that wolf head on on that. There is no microphone. So that the yeah. microphone is out, but I think we can all agree probably that makes a lot of sense. But the inclusions are the bone throne. I think that is an absolutely yeah, brilliant such a great, move. Great We're idea. getting like a spider and like a moat monster. That sticker comes to life now with the moat monster. We are getting a full ladder. Um, what, one thing that is a bit odd with this that I'm looking at, well, I'm going to say two things that look a bit odd to me. The positioning of the green snake. No, the, but that can be changed. Yeah. It can be moved. Yep. Yeah, so see okay. on the other side where it's got the connection port onto the right where that uh, hole is. Above the ladder, so it can be moved to the other side of the yeah. wolf gate. Basically. You can you can take that uh, green snake off and connect it in on the other side. I think I think they've also said this is what what we're seeing is an unfinished prototype, and I yep. think the snake in particular is something that's still being actively worked on. As far as you know, maybe the the, the shape of it and and you know possible articulation and and these sorts of things. It so, definitely looks pliable. It looks movable. You reckon? Yeah. Yep. 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 I don't think I don't think you it's um 
you know, as I'd, as solid and stiff as the old. I'd, I'd have fears for that long term. You don't want another like you know, fright zone puppet yep. type scenario no. on your hands. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, mm. very cool. The other thing that stands out to me as being a bit strange is the color scheme. Yeah, very oh. very white or pink almost. Like it, it needs to be a dark maroon with with some black wash through it. Again, it's like it's I don't been know snowed on. A, is it a work in progress, Ben? I, I believe it is, and I believe it's the um, Snowy Snake Mountain variant. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, hopefully they um, dull that back and uh, get some, you know, summer in there and uh, melt that snow off and make it uh, more maroon and purple again because I'm uh, not liking it either. And mm. uh, Now, I believe there's also going to be a weapons rack. I didn't, I didn't see any images of the weapons rack. I oh, think no, there it is. I can say we're seeing it now. Yeah, okay. So. Yeah, next to the jail cell, yes, but we can't really make it out. Yeah. But it looks like it comes pictures. with a shield, uh, the little sword, and the kind of whiplash uh, King Randor spear. So that that's cool. Look, it looks great. Um, it's still got the sticker that went on the battery cover, which is like a skeleton head and a few bits and bobs. Comes with the chain, so you can chain people up. It is it is very reminiscent of the original. Some other cool stuff coming as well. Anyone want to hit up some of the, the very wacky uh, figures yeah. that are coming? <laughs> yeah, so we've got the Frogmonger, uh, which I believe is maybe from one of the play sets or something. I don't know the backstory on this guy. But he is sort of a, you know... Isn't he in one of the stickers in Grayskull? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like come out of that jail cell, um, yep. you know, uh, landing port bit. And so he's come out and risen and um, now a full-fledged uh, articulated figure. I believe he is um, not going to be retail. I think he's going to be one of the Mattel creations. Exclusives. Yep. Exclusives. But he, uh, the funny thing is he looks like his chest is upside down. He looks... Because he's looks got weird, that large, um, pronounced... Uh, sort of neck uh, necklace on him but that looks like a waist it joint it does look like yeah yeah, yeah. so um <laughs> but I, I i think it's pretty cool uh it's something different very tongue lasher-esque uh you know but now green and things he looks cool uh he's skeletor don't like the name i'm gonna change it to heator uh so yeah, yeah. um <laughs> so yeah, you, so you imagine um, anti-attorney skeleton, uh, anti-attorney he-man being the black and red. This is uh, Heator now in uh, the blue and purple. Uh, d- you know, d- um, you know, prescribed as. Uh, he-Man wearing Skeletor's armor and things, but he's still got the chest harness. He comes with the power sword and things like that, and um, he's looking very Keldor-esque and things. Uh, yeah, so uh, I believe he's going to be a Mattel Creations as well. And uh, shout out to John Clawfield. We finally get uh, yeah. Moss Man in a Ultimates pack, so he gets the d- the deluxe uh, treatment with uh, all the fuzz you can um, ever want. It's flocked, isn't it? Flocked, yes. How good. He comes with alternate head, which is, uh, de- uh, uh, you know... Beast Man head. Yeah, uh, depicting the Beast Man head. That is not flocked, which I think is a miss, mm. you know, treatment of uh, that. It doesn't look out of place when because I've seen pictures of sure. the Beast Man head on him. But it's still, it needs, uh, I think, you know, flock him or don't flock him. Don't go half and half. Um, Stop flocking about. That's it. That's it. 100%. (laughs) Couldn't have said it better. Um, Cool aspect. He comes with the yellow uh, Beastman armor, which was deprived from the weapons uh, pack, which is cool. Uh, I I think uh, Mossman is um, leveled up 
with the, that yes, armor. Agreed. And uh, I love this. He comes with the Pigman uh, mace, yeah. which is a cool alternate weapon uh, done in the maroon uh, brownish color that Mossman is known for. And uh, I think that's a welcomed addition and another cool treatment to give him the deluxe, uh, you know, price tag. So well done. Cheesy grin. Like, because the yeah. original Moss Man was a repaint of Beast Man and they kind of yep. painted over the fangs. This is a full re-sculpt to give him a very, very unique, happy, friendly face. I do like that. I think that's a nice nod. Mm. Um, but it is very cheesy, that grin. <laughs> I don't know if it's a bit too much cheese. <laughs> yeah, he, he looks uh, too, you know, he looks like a laughing clown t- type uh, face. And I, I, I mean that with... he's friendly, man. He's true, one, true. He's one with nature, yeah. bro. Yeah, like... but you can't have him he... smiling in the battlefield ready to, <laughs> you know... Fight heat or whatever. There's, there's been some bong action happening on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's you been... live in the green, you smoke yeah, the green. That's like. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh dear. All right, still on Masters, but we're moving over to Mondo now. This is one that our old mate Dirty Uncle Mitch has been eyeing off and and sort of financially dreading. I think is the way to describe it. Um, this is their Battle Cat in the 1-6 scale. So you think of some of the, the Masters figures that Mondo have done. They're the big, highly detailed uh, figures. This is a Battle Cat to s- suit a 1-6 scale figure. So we are talking a big load big of kitty. Blast. Big kitty. Comes with um, uh, additional pieces of armor than your more traditional Battle Cat. He's got sort of armor on his front, uh, front legs. Um, comes with three alternate three alternate heads so four in total one with the more traditional helmeted one with a i think it's a bit of a masters 2000 yeah style I'd say head. So. yep you've got a a head with no helmet on it where he's looking aggressive and then just a bit more of a cringer head as i would put it also comes with looking in the box here a little cringer sized um cat to sit alongside your he-man figures the price tag, he will be $499 USD. So you can get this or you can get a Turnier, yep. really. Yep. Like, don't get me wrong, this is an amazing figure. Put it in perspective. Articulate. Yeah, exactly. Um, amazing figure, lots of articulation, gorgeous. There's some shots there of him with the He-Man figure and it looks absolutely amazing and the cool thing is is that uh, the deluxe he-man so i believe the he-man that can change from regular to yes. battle armor to uh, thunder punch uh, will go back on sale uh, oh. at, right when this um goes up to for debut uh, to just to make sure that people that you know on missed the fence out. and missed out and things they've got something to that uh, was gone quick add, smart, oh, wasn't it? yeah very yeah. very fast so uh, this is this is going to be released on the 25th of october Keeping in mind that's US times, Mitch, so you might have to get up early. Uh, But the other thing is they've got payment plans. They've been very quick to say Mondo have payment plans, whereas Eternia doesn't have... um, They haven't advertised it as well, uh, Mm. what they're helping out their fans with. But um, Mondo will look after you, so... Does Mattel take payment in shout-outs? Because that might be the only way I can afford afford Eternia. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Scotty! What are we looking at? A little bit more news from our friends at Super 7. They have released a Super Shogun Warriors Mecha Godzilla figure. This guy comes in at 20 inches tall, so he scales nicely with that 70s version of the Shogun Warriors Godzilla. 
We've got five points of articulation. We have firing missiles out of his figures, out of his fingers, and we even have a nice set of roller skates. So the young man <laughs> moves along like the the, the uh, vintage version of the figure did as well. Skates or blades, Ben? Blades all the way, blades man. For life. That's okay. uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, street shark style. <laughs> This guy's made to order, uh, and I believe it's going to be about uh, three ninety nine USD. Ooh, am I am I pressing the button again? I uh, I did Come the on. conversions on this one, and I'm well. Put it this way: for the amount of money I'd spend on this, I can buy a complete, virtually uh, mint uh, version of the original Go- Godzilla, Godzilla Shogun's Godzilla, Warrior. Yeah, 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 yeah so okay. uh, no, yeah, I'm not going to buy this. This, one. Is, this is a pass. This is okay. a pass. Yeah. Uh, also, He-Man has stepped into the ring again with the uh, Shogun Warriors. They're doing uh, He-Man, so mm. to ma- marry up with yeah, the Skeletor, Skeletor one yep. a few a year or so ago. And I th- believe there's a Faker as well. So you know, straight up um, because yep. uh, you know he's easy to do. Uh, so they were revealed as well. So uh-huh. um, lots of Shogun love, lots of seventies love, uh, you know, coming around again, which is always cool for those fans. Yeah. Trent, do you want to take us through something that uh, we don't love just at the minute? No, we're going to round out this news segment with a bit of sad news here in Australia. We have lost another collectible online toy store in Bulletproof Villain. Not so bulletproof after all. (laughs) They're gone, unfortunately. This was run by two guys here out of Adelaide, our hometown, and they were big enough, they were, at their prime, they had taken on the NECA license when it failed with pop culture. So that was sort of their level of prestige. So they were certainly punching above their weight level in terms of negotiating that deal. But as we know, doing those sort of deals is not giving you uh, bulletproof armor. As we know with Dennis Milo and Toys and Beyond, he did a deal with Super 7 and then uh, went tits up. Um, These guys... These guys have been great about yeah. uh, the problems that they've had. Really open, clear communication. Um, they have been impacted severely by COVID and the resulting delays in shipment and increases in goods to the extent they were making losses on fulfilling orders. So, you know, credit to them. They're, they're working through it, you know. So, you know, I've got, I think Ben might have about 400 bucks on the table with them. I've got about a thousand in unfulfilled orders. Um, I don't want to talk through the details of what they're doing in terms of resolution, but suffice to say, they are doing their best to make good on working through those issues with their customers. Um, not sure how it's going to pan out, but it's, it's a blow. It's a blow to, you know, the confidence of collectors. This is probably the fourth time I've been stung with outstanding orders on the table with a company that's gone under. In at, Australia. In Australia. Yeah, Australian companies, yeah. We're, we've lost that NECA license. So now, as, as Ben said, it's off to eBay to get some of those NECA turtles figures that you can't get direct from NECA. It stings. And this these were the last guy. I was using these guys. I'd been burnt in the past and I was going, I'm just using the big boys, but I did use these guys for a couple of orders because I was confident in them. And this is it. Unfortunately, this is the last time I deal with any one or two man bands. From now on for me, it's all Big Bad Toy Store, Amazon and pop culture. So it's sad because I hate not buying from the little guys, but with pre-orders, it is just way too risky. Um, any other thoughts on this one? It's sad. I mean, I'm just sad. I feel for the guys. 
I'm I'm happy they've done their best to make good on this situation, and it's and they're they're suffering financially too, um, yeah. but it well, stings. Yeah, like I, uh, there was uh, lots of communication and lots of uh, you know posts and things saying there was something wrong with bulletproof villain, and uh, everyone was pretty pretty uh, quick to jump the mark saying there's no communication anymore. You know what's happening. And uh, a lot of the Transformers, you know, the larger uh, Facebook pages and things were saying, you know, be careful. And then, bam, out of the blue, I get one of my um, pre-orders come through. And, and that filled me with confidence again. So I got my um, the Shredder done up in Ninja Turtles style the, in the Green Ranger. So that came through and I was, oh, mate, you know, like, hey, you know, orders are starting to be fulfilled. Yeah. Maybe they're just taking some downtime to um, get through backlog. all the, their backlog and things like that. And then, you know, another week or so went by and no communication. The, communi- the posts and things just got more concerning by, um, you know, on the Facebook pages and things. And then, of course, uh, um, you know, not long uh, I think it was sort of start of October. Yep. Uh, they uh, bulletproof and um, you know, put out an official post saying, "Look, we are no longer um, servicing. You know, we yep. we've had gone to, to you had to shut down. Yep. Uh, sorry about this. We will um, thank you. We would like to thank all our customers and for supporting us. Uh, all cu- customers will with existing unfulfilled pre-orders will receive an email a week commencing the tenth of the tenth. Uh, regarding refunds, so um, some of us in the room may still yet to receive that email, uh, but fingers crossed uh, we do, and um, we'll take it from there. But like this is, you know, this is now the third one I've seen that I've been participating in mm. in Australia that's gone, um, you know, balls up type thing. But it, this is the first one that's, you know, given me... Been on the front foot yeah, about it. And yeah. I think that's worth shouting yeah. out. We yeah. were very critical of you know, Toys and Beyond uh, and premium collectibles yep. and, and these sorts of places. Um, these guys, look, they, they've financially bit the dust. It, it does happen even to the, the, the good guys, really. And, and and look, we say that people go, oh, well, you guys are from Adelaide. We don't know these guys. We've never actually met them, that sort of they thing. They didn't have a physical store. They didn't have a physical yep. store. It was all run presumably out of their, their house or, or something. So, um, look, they at least this, where they have been contacting people, they've been starting, as I understand it, with people who had the largest sort of money with them and sort of contacting them and working through that process. This is That already puts them leagues ahead of these other guys who have 100%. gone under. Um, you know, it's it's just proof of how hard that is. We we spoke, of course, to Sam Cripps, Nerds Paradise, and how he had to he sort of read the tea leaves a little bit and and sort of shut that down as well before it got too big, before it got to, you know, bankruptcy style um events. So, look, very sad. And yeah, to Trent's point, exactly, it's it's Big Bad Toy Store, it's Pop Culture, it's JB Hi-Fi, probably the other one I'd add to that list. Their their range is getting quite good and they're taking pre-orders on you know your marvel legends and black series and these sorts of things transformers they're doing a fair bit of transformers too so yeah look you love to support the little guy but when the little guys keep you know disappearing on you what what can you do so yeah it's just not the model of of pre-ordering a year out yeah product it just it's not you know i mean like that that, fully up front Yes. That's right. At legally, if they go under, you you really, as a creditor, are last in line, yeah. um, and, and it's just you know those time frames are just too long to have someone with a thousand dollars of your money and waiting on a year plus. 
I've had, I've still got outstanding orders that are now over two years old Ugh. with one of the other Australian online toy companies. Now, they have delivered on a lot of that stuff. It's three items that are still remaining, and I don't think they can get them. It's Trapjaw, Orco, and the Sky Sled with Prince Adam. But no communication. They don't respond to emails. They just yeah. don't respond. Like, you write them an email, and then maybe if you're lucky, three or four weeks later, you'll get an item from your order. But, yeah. you know, I mean, two years on product, it's just insane. Like, it's... And and the whole notion of upfront payments for pre-orders, in my mind, it's just not worth the risk. Like, I'll do it with Mattel Creations. I'll do it with, you know, pop culture and Super 7 stuff. But these little guys, you just can't take the risk anymore. And it's really sad that that's, that's the way it's impacting them. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to some slightly happier news then. Um, we're going to cover the uh, Adelaide Toy and Comic Fair that um, we all recently attended. Trent was unable to get there, so he might be a bit quiet for this part, but um, we had a huge day. Basically, <laughs> I... Uh, the biggest. The <laughs> biggest. I, I, we, again, we filled up, you know, five, six tables. Brett was very generous in, in donating those tables because we were all selling Darren stuff. Um, we had Davey helping us out, which, which was, was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. So, well, he was he was, <laughs> he was Trojan. Great. He was amazing. Uh, yeah, can't thank you, thank you, thank you, Davey. Yeah, so that was that was awesome. Um, yeah, and look, uh, I'm just going to put it out there. We a year on from from Darren's passing, his collection is it's it's sold. Yep. effectively we, we were making some deals towards the end of the day scotty was literally eyeing people off and just go you want this box of masters don't you <laughs> go on go on give me a price let's talk rah, rah. absolutely wonderful in that regard um we had a couple of many repeat customers who would come by the table pick up a couple of things and then circle back we're like oh you're back again oh you know let, let's take let's take some money off we, that thing you're eyeing we, off we, like, we even had uh, and, and this is i think believe uh davy credits davy we even had a tub of broken figures yeah. and uh, you know dismantled figures, figures that um, obviously the cat or whatever had got to, or yep. figures that Darren had picked up for you know probably five cents on the dollar yeah. uh, back in the nineteen nineties and just stored away. So they were busted and things like that, and just stored away, you know, because they mm. were broken. And we had those items uh, in a tub for free, right? Yep. Big labels. We had a you know a separate table for free, and a guy came up and just googly eyed at the um, Ninja Turtles and the, some of the He Man mm. and whatever else was in there, and he actually paid money, yeah. <laughs> fifty bucks or whatever he yeah. paid because he felt so guilty taking the whole tub. So he, yeah, wow. yeah, but he was also that guy, and I didn't catch his name, but he I spoke to him about it. And he goes, he goes, mate, I'm a He's the guy who restores toys. He yes. puts them back together. Yep. So he goes, this is, he goes, I'm essentially making money off of this. I feel bad that you guys are just giving this stuff away for free. You know, and especially when I, I sort of told him the story behind Darren. I think he remembered Darren from, from previous yes. toy fairs and stuff as well. So he was like, mate, I have to give you money for this. Um, absolutely outstanding. Along the lines of that, with uh, that tub in particular, I've got a story I want to shout out. Um, I ran into a mate of mine from work who I did not, really expect to see there he's uh, the the cleaner at work he's a lovely lovely guy and um i was just he was actually in the lineup behind us our table backed onto the windows and we could see the line sort of waiting there and i turned around i was like oh there's matt 
brilliant. And he came up, said g'day, and he was looking through that, that free tub. And he's picked up this little thing. It was like a little grappling hook, with a red grappling hook and like a black sort of trigger thing on it. The rope was all there and, you know, no more than like an inch big. Couldn't tell you what it was from, how many toys from that era had grappling hooks with them. And I could just see his face lit up. He goes, how much for this? And I'm like, mate, you've pulled it from the free tub. It's yours. Take it. He goes, are you sure? Like he was, he was, he was almost shaking. So yeah, yeah, go for it. And he's like, put it in his jacket pocket, you know, keeping it safe. He's then sent me an email like a week later when we get back to work, and he's like, "Mate, thank you so much." And it's actually a grappling hook that comes from the uh, Toy Biz era Robin figure, and it's got like a clip that sort of clips around his waist. So he's got this giant. Uh, to be fair, it's oversized when you think of scale, but that was what you did back then. So you've now got this grappling hook behind Robin can shoot up and he can fly away and he goes he goes i've had this robin since i was a kid i lost the grappling hook decades ago i've had it on my shelf going one day one day i'm going to find that grappling hook and today was the day nice like, do you know it. what darren would have loved that story and the fact that it's come from this tub of you know extras we couldn't identify we didn't have the time there's, to go there's through too many there was too many way too much yep. stuff. it was a yep. wonderful wonderful story beautiful Fantastic. And and just a credit to uh, Brett's uh, event, it was like we had the early birds in and that's where we saw uh, Jonesy and uh, Lady yes, J. Yes, we got to meet so them. So that was yeah. uh, awesome to see a couple of uh, Melbourians uh, come over. So that was awesome to put a um, face to a name type yeah. thing. Uh, they they were, uh, took advantage of the early bird specials and was able to uh, walk around fairly unhinged, like just, yeah. you know, without too many Pretty other casual. people yeah. things. And so the lineup behind us was obviously we had a glass window, uh, yeah. and then the lineup started, you know, behind the hallway, and uh, we had a few things mounted on the tables behind us, including batmobiles and yes, uh, bat wings and things. And the amount of people when that door opened at uh, ten a.m. or whatever, <laughs> the amount of people that came up to our table said, "Have you still got that batwing? I've been staring at it for the last hour. Please, where is that batwing?" I'd be like, "Sorry, man, it sold, sold. like age like yeah. an hour ago. They were distraught, and yeah. this was not just one." person it was multiple yeah, wow. people because they were standing in line that's all they could look at or essentially you know <laughs> just on the other side yeah, of that glass yeah, it's so, so close yet so far so um I, I i don't know what brett's mindset is and things but i think the early bird thing went really really well yes. and was uh, highly um you know regarded in a, a, as a positive note yep, definitely uh, but then from 10 a.m. to probably 2 two thirty, yeah. it was solid lineup was the, line whole day, to to, the whole day because time. the um, fire wardens wouldn't, you know, the yeah, numbers they'd, wouldn't they'd let reach, them in. They'd reach capacity yep. in a in a you know was like six basketball courts sort yep. of all joined yeah. together, mm -hmm. six basketball courts full of people, and they, they got to this like the old clubs you used to go to. Not too many people. You're going to wait till somebody leaves yeah. before you can come in. That's huge. I did actually get some numbers from Brett because I was curious about that. Um, and they reckon that, that it was probably close to 3,000 people that oh, sort fantastic. of came, came through the doors, yeah. which is puts them up about, uh, approximately 500 from the um, you know the one in April. Nice. They had Channel 7 news come in. There was a guy, <laughs> I think at one point the, the camera guy walked past with his massive you know big lens yes. and all that sort of stuff. And Davey, look, he goes, Oh, I thought I was. I was like, "Is this a Ghostbusters cosplay or something? Like, what's going on here?" And then we realised it was the actual Channel Seven. So, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, a couple of cool cosplays and things. Deadpool, Deadpool was, was there. Back, yeah. um, the uh, Wacky Racers guy. Um, oh, uh, Dan da- Dastardly. Yeah, yeah Dan Dastardly. Yes. That in, was really in character. cool. In character. Yeah, yep. that was wonderful. Very cool. So um, shout out to those. A couple of kids dressed up as Superman, Batman, Flash, your generics yep. and stuff. Um, one one kid uh, came up and said, oh, it's your birthday or whatever. So I gave him the most shiny uh, Batman forever, a Batmobile, uh, you know, Bat- <laughs> Robin on a bat bike on type bike. thing. Yep, yep, and yep. the dad was just so thankful. He's like, thanks, man, and stuff. I'm like, it's $5, mate. And I have it. But yeah, awesome little, um, you know, uh, thing from the show. Uh, lots of so yeah I had one of my workmates come in yep. and uh, buy some things for his uh, kid and I think he secretly himself as well uh, so that was pretty <laughs> cool um, the, the event was amazing and I think they stayed open an extra half an hour because yeah, uh, it, it never slowed down yeah. it, it, it never it got to that point constant. that you know it was just the stall holders walking around so yeah now nah, that is awesome well done you guys sorry I couldn't be there I was up in sunny Brisbane it wasn't so sunny <laughs> for a uh, Bucks weekend extravaganza, and oh boy, did we live in those four days more than we probably <laughs> in the last 10 years. But it was, uh, was sensational. But no, I did keep tabs on you guys, and um, uh, you did a sterling effort. I couldn't believe it when you sent me a shot of what was left <laughs> yes. at the end of that day. And I, I honestly, I, I thought it was some joke. I couldn't quite work out that you'd sold everything. So it was an absolute. Uh, master piece of work from you and Davey. Thanks so much to Brett Owen for uh, donating the tables. Um, I, I assume everyone got some wonderful stuff from from the day and uh, even managed to get me some Ewoks that I needed for my collection. Uh, that was from... pretty surreal, I have to say, because all of a sudden we're getting messages from Trent going, there's a guy called Matt selling vintage Star Wars and I've made a deal and you, you just need to go find him. <laughs> and I, and to be fair, when we walked around, do you want to know how many white guys there were selling vintage Star Wars? I reckon one in every three <laughs> tables was selling vintage Star Wars. There was a lot out there. Uh, we did catch up with, and I don't think his name was Matt anyway, but we did catch up with them. So Trent, I have those uh, items for you. Um, I'll pass those on. And yeah, so let's go through uh, the, the scores that we did get. Ben, yeah, do you want yeah. to start? I'll start off with, so my first score of the day, which I, you know, kind of think is the coolest, right? Oh, okay. Uh, I dropped $5 on Duffman, right? <laughs> <laughs> Duffman from the Playmates World of Springfield line. Uh, I, I saw him there. He had a few other uh, uh, Playmates, you know, Simpsons figures there, but Duffman was the clear one that I must add to the collection. Can, can I just interrupt you yep. and just quickly imagine your face when you when you found that Duffman figure? Oh! <laughs> That's exactly right. Yep, yep. And in that translation, it was uh, how much is Duff Man? Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, five bucks, man. I couldn't uh, say no. No accessories or anything, but uh, he's got that, you know, um, sort of flexing the bicep look, so he doesn't really need anything. Uh, I uh, got some freebies as well. RJ uh, gave me a face hugger from one of the Xbox games or something. It's like oh, yeah. a um, probably a half size, half life size face hugger, nice. which is pretty cool. Uh, full bendable tentacles and things, which is awesome. And Ben Rosenthal gave me a VHS of uh, He Man the animated cartoon from the eighties, nice. which is awesome. Uh, I looked around. Someone was selling their own personal collection of origin figures, right? Mm. So I went back to that table several times. <laughs> and he had uh, Battle Cat and Panthor there. And I know, for one, that my uh, both my girls love 
you know, I love animals and things, and they're mm. always uh, pointing and wanting to play with my uh, vintage versions of, um, you know, Battle Cat and Panthor. And uh, the vintage ones obviously don't have any articulation and mm. things. I've given them a Panthor, and it's, you know, the flocking is stuffed and stuff, but they think it's, you know, so cool. Next thing, they're looking at my classics. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> move on, move on. Off. So this was my, you know, sort of... Um, you know, medium level of, uh, you know, obtaining. And, and like, I think I paid like less than about 20 bucks each or something. Like yeah, he gave me a good. really good. good deal on them both uh, complete with box. And cause the box art on those origin uh, cats are just phenomenal. So I got the boxes as well. I'll keep the boxes, gave them the cats and no sooner had I given them to them, they'd uh, stripped them of the armor and just playing with the cats <laughs> by themselves. <laughs> so, so happy. I got them, uh, you know, complete figures for them. Uh, for myself, from the same table, I bought a Horde Trooper. Uh, this was predating the, any of the issues from Bulletproof Viv Villain, but I figure um, the, the Horde Trooper in his nice metallic yeah, Silver Hawks shining uh, <laughs> armor, uh, that really appealed to me, and that was a good price. And um, so I grabbed that, and I just love the articulation on the Horde Trooper. You know, yeah. the vintage one uh, has barely anything. Mm. And uh, in a um, one of my dig-through, you know, $2 tubs, I found one of the um, alien sort of uh, clone tr shredders, yep. uh, you know, the, from the 2014 line mm. with all the yeah, um, yep. the big uh, moustache and things that he's got. Uh, so that was, um, you know, pocket change, uh, you know, pickup shredder of the day. And that's me, like... I didn't have the time to properly... I, I felt guilty every time I left the table. Yes, yeah. You know, the obvious toilet breaks, sent the missus when she came in to um, grab uh, lunch and things for us. But aside from that, it wasn't the, right, I'm going to go and have a look at all the tables and be back in an hour scenario. Yeah, yeah. It was, I'm going to be gone for five minutes and, you know, I'll yeah. be back sort of. Uh, it was just that busy. It was. And uh, a true credit and dedication to Brett for, um, you know, being able to attract that crowd and grow. And... and um. You said about the weather, Trent. It was beautiful down here. So we got all the weather uh, that should have been up your end. So sorry about that. <laughs> I uh, I started the day by catching up with Mr. Glenn Pluck from Ultimate Figure Protection. Yes. He had uh, journeyed over to Adelaide and set himself up a really, really terrific looking stall. He had a, a helper on board as well because uh, they did a fair bit of business. Those, they uh, they those certainly guys. did, yeah. So what I was able to pick up was uh, six cases to finally um, protect the Carter Defenders of the Earth figure that I got from Darren's collection. Beautiful. Nice. Yeah, I've, I've, Worthy I've, deserved, yeah. yeah. I've had them in storage for, for 12 months because I've yep. been afraid to sort of have them out on display and finally I can put them behind some protective plastic and now put them up on the shelf to look at them every single day. Excellent. Uh, I also visited the same table that you did, Ben, with the Masters of the Universe Origins. There I saw a web store, web store yep. that I had not yet been able to pick up. I uh, I did laugh at the price he had on it, so I, <laughs> uh, I did a couple of laps, came back later in the day. I made an offer that we both agreed upon, so he came home with me as well. And I was able to flesh out a fair, a fair few more figures, sorry, not figures, Comic books nice. for my Fantastic Four well done. burgeoning collection. And look, yes, honestly, guys, I did disappear for about an hour at a point there because there was a table where a guy was selling some really, really good quality uh, Silver Age comic books. So we're talking uh, late 60s, very early 70s for a very reasonable price. And I spent a dollar or two there. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah very happy with what it, I picked up. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Beautiful. 
Oh, well, yeah, a bit like these guys. I didn't um, leave the table for too long. But um, one of the things I did find on that first lap before, I think before even the early birders got in, this table was still setting up, they had a lot of the uh, DC Comics bombshell statues that sort of are about eight inch high. Um, they had Harley Quinn, they had Poison Ivy, and then there's my girl Supergirl, which is one I've seen in Trent's collection for the longest time. Um yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Where she's uh, got her arms out like she's just coming in to land, got one knee up. And yeah, it's a wonderful piece. They um, yeah had a great price. I was like, is, is that right? Is that the price? Is there another zero there I'm missing? No, done. Um, so I picked up that right before the doors open, which was great. A uh, couple of X, a couple of more uh, Marvel Legends to add to the collection. I got a, I got myself a, a Weapon X Wolverine, which is one version of him I've been missing for a while, and I've got a Monster Venom uh, to round out my Spider-Man villain shelf. Standing up the back there, looking absolutely uh, mean. That was great to pick him up, and of course I ran into uh, Glenn as well, who I've been chatting to on and off. He bought a number of Darren's uh, Master Universe classics as well, and. Those little uh, turtle stands with the plug where you put in the feet. In the feet. I'll tell this story very quickly because I know we've run really over time today. But uh, where my vintage shelf is, it sort of sits below where my Ultimate Super 7 turtle shelf is. Uh, my metalhead annoyingly has a really loose hip. And even though I had a stand on him, he took a tumble, took another figure down with him, fell onto the shelf below... Now, if not for the stand I had put on that front row of figures, the whole, there would have been three or four things that would have toppled down from sort of like waist height. One of them being Space Cadet Raph with his dome. If that had hit the ground, that probably would have shattered. But he was using one of Glenn's stands, and so they saved the day. Nothing fell off the shelf, nothing broken. Um, and now I've, you know, like glued Metalhead to the shelf, so he's not gonna <laughs> he's not gonna come off yeah. anytime soon. So thank you to Glenn. I think I'm uh, I think I'm on the hook with him to uh, make him a website so he can uh, get his uh, get his product out there. But yes, very very cool to meet him in person. Wonderful! Oh. What a what an epic day! Well done, guys! Some great scores there. Um, can't wait to get to the next one. I'm I'm super excited, super pumped now. Yeah, for and sure. it's a good thing yep. it's every two years because I'm keen. I'm keen to partake <laughs> in that goodness. twice a year. Yep. Yep. Thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of Toy Power and to all our patrons. Thank you for your ongoing support and chatter on the Discord. We love having your company. Hope everyone is staying safe, staying well, and looking after themselves. We hope to see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey! You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast, at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram, or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. Oh, oh, oh.